Hello, and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson, and I'm the founder of Core Women, and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Christine Lucido, also known as Teeny Christini, who has created a landing spot, or rather a resource guide for the ultimate BFFs called The Tickle Spot, where she provides beauty, food, and fashion tips. Her site is so much fun. She is also a food and beverage extraordinaire, a health and wellness guru, wife, and mom, and now she's diving into the creative writing and blogging space. Christine has grown in her wisdom through living life on her own terms, traveling, exploring different career fields, and most importantly, listening to her internal voice, giving her the courage to create a journey that she loves and where she can live in her own life. Let's get right into this chat and welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Summer. It's such a pleasure to be here, and thank you for the introduction. You said it perfectly. (laughs) Well, you are welcome, and it is my pleasure. So, Christine, let's get right into this because we have so much to talk about. So let's give the listeners a snapshot of your background and touch on some of the experiences you've had that led to the discovery of your passions. Sure. So I was born and raised in Lake Tahoe, uh, which is in Northern California, kind of like a small town on the lake. Um, You're definitely a big fish in a little pond. So when I started to grow up a bit and um, had the option to go to school somewhere else and move, for me, San Diego was a no-brainer. I'm a sun baby for sure. And spending so many winters buried in snow, the thought of never having to pick up a shovel again was quite appealing to me. So um, I moved to San Diego about 17 years ago, which is crazy that it's been that long. I still feel so young at heart. It's hard to say 17 years, but um, it has been such an amazing journey. And um, I thought I was going to go one way into this kind of crazy fashion, career, lifestyle, and be kind of like a global independent person. Um, And obviously, I've done quite the 180, being at home with two kids and a husband still in San Diego. So I've had a lot of fun and, you know, gone through a lot of ups and downs, as we all do, but found that, you know, listening, listening to my heart and really following what meant the most to me has led me to the ultimate place that I should be in life. And um. I just feel really grateful and thankful and feel like I'm at a point where I really want to share the things that helped me and hope that it helps everybody else in the same way. Well, that is a summation, but I'm going to, I'm going to have you dig a little deeper because I know that you've traveled, you went to school to learn about fashion. You worked in the cosmetology industry, the management and event production side of food and beverage industry. And now you've created this space that really covers all of your passions. So tell us more about that journey and about your mission. Sure. So Yeah, I've certainly dipped my toe in all different kinds of waters. And I think it's really necessary when you're trying to figure out what you want to do to be able to explore in that way and know that 
you don't have to follow one particular path just because you set out to do so in the beginning. You can really incorporate all these different loves and passions that you have in your life and let that kind of lead the way for you. Um, I never wanted to go to a four-year school, get a degree, go to work for a corporate company and and stick to the grind. I think it's great for a lot of people to kind of have that structure. Um, but for me, I, you know, I've always been kind of this wild and free spirit. So I wanted to explore. I wanted to figure out what I really loved and what meant the most to me. I've been a people pleaser by nature, I think. So falling into the service industry was really natural. Um, I grew up in the kitchen. My dad was a trained chef in France, ended up becoming this big hunter and fisherman. He started his own construction company. But growing up, I mean, everything for us revolved around food. My mom as well, just, you know, she owned her own deli when I was a baby and she would take me there in the mornings with her. So it's just always kind of been there for me. And when I moved to San Diego for fashion school, that was kind of just a default. I knew I was probably going to be working in a restaurant while I was in school. What I didn't know is it was going to kind of flip and the restaurant was actually, you know, it was really teaching me everything I needed to know to continue growing in that field. So it was difficult in the beginning, right? Because you have all these expectations from your parents, from your peers, from everybody around you to like really kind of follow this path. And when I set out to go to fashion school, that was the expectation. Uh, so having that conversation when I decided that was not what I wanted to do and I wasn't really sure and I wanted to explore was scary for my parents for sure. You know, they put together this plan in place financially as well. Uh, so to hear that, I think, was a little unsettling and uneasy in the beginning. But obviously, you know, you let kind of time tell where that goes. And for me, it was definitely the right move. So I think it's just really important to take those steps in the beginning to really figure out what matters the most to you and where you're finding your happiness and what's making you happy. So when I pulled out of fashion school, I started attending uh, just some community college classes, um, everything from business management to culinary arts, uh, just to kind of, again, explore and see what was really pulling at me. Um, and the whole time, you know, I was working in some of these fabulous restaurants. If you've ever been to San Diego, I was one of the opening crew members of Island Prime, which is a cone restaurant group. Um, and they really have a, a large stake here in San Diego. I think they have like upwards of 20 restaurants now. And I learned so much from such an incredible group of people. Uh, Chef Deborah Scott, I wanted to make sure I got that correct, uh, is phenomenal. She's a teacher in her own right. And she taught me so much. And I think that's really where my passion ignited. Uh, we were able to actually go in the kitchen and see how product was brought in and all the steps that it took to get it to the plate and why every ounce of that was so valuable. And so we were so well educated in what we were doing with our clientele. Um, not to mention the food side, but the people side. Again, I'm just kind of social by nature and a people pleaser. So I found so much joy in sharing that education with everybody that came and sat down at my tables. I was really thriving. So while I was trying to figure out what I loved, you know, it just kind of started happening and shifting where I was like, this is it. This is my space. This is the place. This is where I keep continuing to grow. And it kind of started to appear to me. And I felt like I was really in such a good place. I had been promoted a couple different times. Um, I had kind of taken over 
as the lead for a lot of private events that we were doing. So I got to see how that all operated and really fell in love with the event side as well. Um, During that time, I was actually asked to be a hair model for a beauty expo, more or less, and fell in love with that experience too. You know, again, I think just I'm gravitated always to gatherings and just the idea of this event and the production and bringing people together and sharing brands, sharing businesses, sharing ideas. I just, I really love the energy and the way everything is kind of cultivated. So it really sparked my interest. And I thought I still kind of needed to fill this void since I hadn't gone to fashion school. I felt like I kind of let my parents down and I felt like I was kind of seen as a failure in that way because I didn't complete it. And I thought, okay, maybe cosmetology school. I'm loving the hair, the experience, the beauty. It's something I've always just enjoyed anyway as more of a hobby. Uh, So I did go to cosmetology school. I completed it in 2006 and obtained my license then. Um, All the while still working in the restaurants and growing. You know, I was getting older, so I was getting more into the bar scene and the nightclub scene, uh, which proved to be very lucrative in terms of finances. I was making a lot of money and thought, you know, in my early 20s that that's what everybody made. So I really, you know, needed a little bit of a humble experience to kind of show me that what was important. Um, So I was started working in a salon at that time and found it to be really unfulfilling in a strange way. Like I was so excited. I had my station set up. I had my salon. I had my cards. I started building my clientele and I, I, it just wasn't doing it for me. And again, being a person who loves service, I, there was something missing. I'm like, this should be really fulfilling. I should be really happy that I'm giving somebody a service, making them feel good about themselves, but it wasn't making me feel good about myself. And I was missing the restaurant. I started taking less hours there to kind of commit myself at the salon And I was walking back to my apartment downtown one day and it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I forcing myself to go to a place to do something just to like fill this void for everybody else when it's not doing anything for me? And if it's not doing anything for me, eventually this is going to come full circle and it's not going to serve anybody else because I'm not serving myself first. So I made a decision to stop working at the salon and to dive back in to the restaurant industry full time. Um, At this point, I was doing bottle service and cocktailing at a pretty iconic nightclub in San Diego called Stingery. It was like the place in its time. Um, So I had some really high profile clientele. I had a handful of celebrities uh, that were pretty much regulars every weekend from Hollywood. We had a lot of NFL players. Um, so it was fun. Not only was I making a lot of money, it was really fun. And I felt like I was in the right place. When I made that call, I just instantly, my heart started filling up and I felt so good about where I was at. And within a few weeks, I was offered a management position within the company to kind of help manage and create training programs for all the new locations that were going to be opening up all throughout San Diego. So it really proved to serve me, you know, in the end at that point. And I, again, I felt like it was such a good decision for me. And it's so hard to make that decision, especially when you feel like you need to complete 
things for other people. Um, so I think it's just really important to really listen to your heart when you're going through your 20s. I think it's, you get pulled in so many different directions and you start thinking that relationships are like the most important thing in your life. And it's so hard to like stay grounded and stay true to yourself. But I really think that Jiminy Cricket, he never lies to you. You know, <laughs> that little voice in your head will never right. ever steer you wrong. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, after reading your bio and looking at all that you have done, when I was creating the intro, I thought, you know what? She has created something. She listened to that voice. She had the courage to create her own journey and live in her own light. And that can be difficult. That can be difficult when there are these exterior things happening, going on, influences, people in your ear saying, well, I don't know if that's going to work out. Well, that might not be the smartest move. It takes a lot of courage to go your own path. And you totally. did that. And where did you find that courage? Where did you draw that courage from? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think especially today, and you know, I was in my twenties 15 years ago and even then I feel like there were so many different outside pressures and I can't even imagine how much more that's multiplied now. Like social media wasn't even really a thing yet. Like Facebook was brand new. Um, so I, again, I think that the pressures have to even be so much more so now. And it is hard to find the courage and the confidence and the strength. And I grew up as an only child. Um, I have a half brother who I adore, who I have an amazing relationship with, but he's 16 years older than me. So I think being an only child as, as much as it disturbs you in some ways, I think really gave me this confidence kind of. Now, I have two kids of my own now and I watch them constantly compete for attention and, and feeling praise and I never had to like really compete for that. I had amazing parents who were always really supportive of me. And I think that that was a really strong foundation for my courage. Um, but really when you're out on your own, it's something that you really have to find within. And I think a big part of that is surrounding yourself with the right people and constantly questioning the decisions we're making and listening to that feeling inside you. If you physically don't feel well about a decision, that's probably your intuition telling you something. You know, if you, you know, in your heart, you know, it's there. It's just, it, it takes like lifting this layer of wondering what everybody else thinks. And Lauren Everts, who has an amazing podcast and platform as well, um, says this a lot. And it's one thing that's kind of stuck with me is that once you make a decision about something you want to do in your life, you have to stay in your own lane. And I've really tried when I've made those really critical decisions to put my head down and stay in my lane. And even if that means reevaluating maybe a, a path that I took or a decision that I made, it's something that I need to do and nobody else needs to worry about. So it is it's really hard to drown that stuff out. But if, if you start making habits like that, that voice gets louder and stronger and louder and stronger. And suddenly you don't even hear the outside anymore because you know, in your heart, you're so right about the decision that you're making that it, anybody who questions it, it will see, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing. Time will tell. And right. I think that if you can really hone in and find that voice, 
it makes all the difference in the world. And a lot of people are into meditation. There's some really great apps right now. And I truly can't say enough good things about it. Even five minutes a day and meditation could be different for everybody. And it is, it looks different for everybody. Um, but whether it's five minutes in the morning or five minutes at night, just giving yourself a few minutes to just reflect and have your thoughts and sit in your head it makes the biggest difference. And we live in this crazy busy world where everything's instant gratification and we wake up and there's our phone and then the news is on. And it's like, there's just this constant rhetoric always happening outside us. So to, to find the clarity, I think is really just like looking inside yourself and allowing yourself the time to do it. Beautifully said. And what's really special too about your journey. And I think about your generation, my generation, is we have a point of comparison. Right. We have that point of comparison of what was it like before the cell phones, before the huge social media burst? And it was a little slower. It was, you're not completely out there for everybody to see your actions and your silliness and who you are and and everything about you. But also, we again, we choose to show people what, what we want to put out there as well. However, that was life for us, and we have that point of comparison of what happened before and how we can take it a little slower and what life looked like. And now for these folks that don't have that point of comparison, it's really an interesting journey that they have to take in relation to how do they figure out how to turn out that external sound. Totally. I think it's got to be so difficult. I feel really fortunate and lucky almost that this didn't happen till a little bit later in life for me. You know, I think everybody who faces the technology today, my, I have a niece who's 17 and she's like, it's crazy. I don't even know when I'm, you know, when I'm at a hangout or I'm with my friends, obviously pre-quarantine, um, she's like, people could be filming and taking pictures and you're in the background and you don't even know. And it's just, people know where you are. They know what you're doing. It's a constant thing. So I, you and I, I didn't ever really have to experience that part of external voices and everyone's constant criticism and knowing everything at all times. So I totally agree. You know, we all put out what we want to put out there and we'll continue to because this is only going to grow and it makes sense and it can be such a valuable tool. But at the same time, obviously, it can be incredibly daunting as well. So, I mean, again, I think you really have to just spend a little bit of time with yourself. And I think it's so, again, so hard to do that now because even when you're alone, you have all these people around you virtually. And it is, it's hard to drown the sound out, but I would, you know, I would say for me, like the morning is the best. It really sets the tone for the day. And David Meltzer actually said this, and I thought it was so brilliant, but he said, when I meditate, it's like, you know, you start your day and you're this car at the top of the hill. And if you don't meditate, it's just going to roll down all day. But if he has those five minutes to meditate, it's like two little blocks get set behind those wheels and he knows that he's sturdy and he can stay at the top of the hill and he's not going to roll backwards because he has that foundation. He's given himself that time in the morning to, to have purpose and to know that, you know, certain thoughts and feelings are all okay. And 
it just makes such a big difference. And I related so much with that because if I don't give myself a few minutes in the morning now, because it's become so habitual for me, I do feel that chaos. I do feel like I don't have that control. I do feel like my wheels are spinning backwards a lot. And before I know it, my whole day is gone. So I think it does speak in such high volumes of, you know, everybody who's really successful, whether they are broadcasting their success or not, you know, it comes from inside. And I think it's just, it's really important to take the time for yourself, especially, you know, kids in their 20s. I mean, it's got to be, there's so much pressure from so many angles. So any tools that I can help give and share just from my experiences, I hope are helpful um, because I know it's, you know, little things like that that have made big differences in my day-to-day life. Well, well said again, and such great insight. You have such great insight. And I love your analogy about the car and taking that time. So you kind of stole my question because I was going to ask you (laughs) here down in my line of questioning with all that you do, because you have delved into so much. You're getting into the creative writing and blogging space. You have that great website, your Instagram page, the tickle spot. I was going to ask. What do you do to take care of your personal wellness? And you've given us that, which is beautiful. So you beat me to the punch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's important. You know, I think it's so important. And when you become a mom, you, there's a time period where you lose part of yourself. And I'm sure for a lot of people who aren't moms, you go through periods where you kind of lose yourself. And it's necessary to grow, right? I think that's when we thrive the most is when we're in unfamiliar territory and we're forced to kind of sink or swim. And finding tools like this have made, again, just such a big difference in my day-to-day life. I I think it's monumental, really. I mean, it's the, just little things like spending a few minutes alone to me in the morning. I'll wake up, you know, obviously when the kids were in school, I was waking up about 30 minutes earlier. Now it's like 20, but I try to make sure I wake up before everybody else. So I have that quiet time. You have to build it. You know, it doesn't just happen. It does take right. work like anything that's going to benefit you, but doing it makes the biggest difference in the long run. You know, it's like, what did I read the other day that when you're in comfortable clothes, it sends a signal to your body that you're like in this rest period. So while we're all having fun, like in our pajamas all day, it's, It is fun for a few days, you know, but just getting up, getting yourself ready and and having a little bit of routine and a little bit of structure goes such a long way. And I I love self-care. I'm all about it. I think that everyone should take, even if it's five minutes to meditate, it, it, it makes the biggest difference in the world. I love, you know, doing a facial and taking a long shower and painting my nails. I love spending four or five hours, but we all don't have that time. We don't have that luxury all the time. So just the five minutes a day to spend alone with yourself and just reassuring yourself that it is okay. We all experience a range of emotions all day. It's natural. It's normal. But to like find that ground within yourself, it it makes just the biggest difference, I think. Beautiful. Absolutely. And I think that people need to be aware that it doesn't take four hours to find that ground. It can take that five minutes and make sure that you actually make that five minutes a day, create that five minutes a day, make that space, declare your boundaries and say, I declare my space for this five or 10 minutes. You can and not feel guilt about it because it is so important. So my next question is you do so much, you take care of your personal wellness, which is great, great, great to hear. 
what is your mission now for you professionally? What is your mission overall? What does your journey look like right now? Oh, such a good question. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm finally at a place where I have enough experience under my belt and I've gone through enough ups and downs to be able to really share what's worked for me. And being a people pleaser by nature, I want to share what has worked for me and I want to create a space where it's fun and it's inviting and it's not thick or heavy. And I want everybody to know that everybody goes through this stuff. Nobody's alone. And I hope more than ever with what we're experiencing right now in the world, it really brings us together. You know, I think you know, there's no denying it's an act of God and it affects each and every one of us differently, but it's been really eye-opening for everybody and and reassuring what's important and what matters. And for me, being able to move forward and, and go the way I'd like to go with my writing and the website is really just to share everything that works for me. And obviously it's not going to work for everybody, but if people are able to take away some of the tools that I've been able to use that have made my life better. I hope that they can do the same. I've already learned so much just from listening to other podcasts and other people's experiences and implementing some of the things that they've done in their lives. And it's made such a big difference in mine that I'm really hoping to just kind of help the ripple effect. I would love to write a cooking book, which I've kind of started the process of doing. Um, Obviously, having two kids at home and not going to school right now has delayed the process a little bit. So I don't have a a final future date, Um, but it is in the works. I've worked with a lot of chefs here in San Diego, as well as just Southern California in general, and being able to bring some of these experiences that you have in a restaurant home uh, is really important to me. You know, I think we all kind of live around the table. And um, I would just kind of like to share, again, what I think is really special about some of these restaurants here and hoping to bring some of that into everybody else's lives. Oh, I love that. And as you were saying, we live around the table. I'm always thinking we live around the island because when, yeah. you, when, you, when you invite people over, it's like, go to the table. Can you go to the table rather than stay at the island? Oh my gosh. Yes, it's true. And with two kids, I can't even tell you how nice my husband and I stand while they sit at the island and that's where it happens. It is so true. We have all gravitated to the island. We have. We have. And you know what? I do think it's wonderful, but sometimes it's like, oh, we're all at the island again. Yeah. Yes. We please use the table for one. I think that would be a great title for our book, Again at the Island. Yes, I agree. I agree. And my husband says the same. He's like, why do we even have the dining table? I'm like, I swear for a holiday, everyone is going to sit down. We're going to sit down at the table. Right. So funny. Well, so thank you so much for sharing everything. My last question is, and you've already given so much, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? Obviously, I think first and foremost, it's listen to your heart. And while that's really hard to do, and it can be muffled by so many other voices, I really think that everyone has the ability to do it. It's inside all of us. It's all around all of us. It's what connects all of us. And while it may be difficult, which it is and it will be, it's the one thing that will always point you in the right direction. You know, I really think that it is your true north. And there's a few books that have 
helped me so much, which I love. And one of them is called Signs by Laura Lynn Jackson. She's amazing in so many different spectrums. She's also been featured on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop docuseries. If you haven't checked those out, all of those are also amazing tools to help kind of just get back to get back to yourself. Um, but she is just incredible. And there's been a few things in that book that have really brought a lot of clarity to me and just about how you can find your voice and really listen to it and let it guide you. So to me, I really think that that's something we should all try to do. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for joining me on the Core Win podcast today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Summer. It is such a pleasure. I love your platform. I love everything you do. I think you're just incredible. And I can't thank you enough. It's been such an honor to be on your show. Thank you so much. If you would like to know more about Christine, go to at the ticklespot.com on Facebook, at Teeny Christine on Instagram, and go to her website at the ticklespot.com. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women Home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women And please stay tuned for continued growth of the core women movement. Let's grow and drive change together. 